you hear some <laughs> scratching noises or something in the background. Don't worry, it's not a poltergeist. <laughs> There, there is a very loud cat here. Though. It's a not a poltergeist, but a pretty cat. Eh, that didn't mm. work as much as That's I thought okay. it would. We are Halloweeners, a horror movie pod. Cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make you choke in your own oxygen? Yeah. I'm Cody. I'm Kara. And we're talking poltergeists. The poltergeist. Yeah. There's just one. That's not true. No, it's, it's just called poltergeist. Oh, no, though. is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> and it's been Halloweeners, and I guess I need Kira's to quit. Articles. I just changed my notes, so now there's no proof. <laughs> Except for the thing I'm truly recording right now. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Can I, may I mention, I yeah. thought it was really funny when we were watching it, and there's a scene when, obviously, they used, like, they do a Nightmare on Elm Street, like a moving room that, like, moves around circularly. Yes, it's for when the mom is being kept away from her children towards mm-hmm. the end of the movie. When she's wearing just a jersey. Um, but when we were watching it, I was like, oh, I guess that must be another spinning room. And you were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And when I was watching it again, I was like, well, yeah, obviously. Like, what else would it be? <laughs> like, oh, I guess that must be an enchantment. <laughs> oh, I guess this actress learned to walk on fucking ceilings <laughs> for this role. So that was a moment. Okay, 1982. Is when this movie Columbus came out. Columbus, the ocean blue. Colu- oh, it is Columbus Day. Oh, fuck him. This movie came out in 1982. Yes, Cody, you have a much better sense, I think, of American history than I do. Can you what? just kind of get, <laughs> or maybe not? Can you? Could you? Do you feel like maybe explaining where we're at countrywide at this time? Okay, uh, Reagan's president. It's a time of, I want to say, I imagine, excitement in the possibilities of. Capitalism and homogeny, mm. which kind of feeds into the whole idea of this being a movie about the kind of subtle perils of uh, suburbanization, like in, in, mm-hmm. in uh, homes that are very where profit and expansion are valued mm. above mm-hmm. human decency, proper care of yeah, and uh, taking your time, making sure that everything is like taken care of, especially when it comes to the literal bones of our past. Um, <laughs> And notably, and I'm I'm well, I'm sure this is what you're leading into, but the movie starts with the national anthem. Yerp. Which you can see on our Instagram. I sang along to. You're welcome. It's um, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, no vowels were correct, but because <laughs> the movie truly fades in the words poltergeist, unlike the swelling of the American <gasps> national anthem. Interesting. And the idea is because I think this is true. Back when broadcasts weren't all 24 hours like they are now mm-hmm. on TV, the broadcast day would end. I imagine around like midnight to 2 a.m. or some point. Yeah, I think it showed the time in the movie, and okay. it was definitely around, like, two, I think it was, like, 2.30 a.m. That makes sense. Which is uh, close, you know. Um, I'm still awake. I'm still awake. I'm still at work. Mm-hmm. They would, rather than just, like, go right to black, some, I would imagine, network shows would play the national anthem as, like, just a, we are done this with This is TV. our last, yeah. We are done with the show. It's like the ending music at, like, the end of SNL when it's, like, the heavy saxophone music. Yes. That everyone's clapping. Yeah, and then cutting to the static. Whereas now, they just cut to infomercials on some channels. Or just reruns of fucking Seinfeld. Oh no, it's 3am and Seinfeld's on. I guess I'll have to watch it on this couch at my parents' house. rolling back into her skull. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! So, an end of day specific, end of broadcast, uh, like sign-off 
sequence is apparently pretty common, and in some countries it'll be like a religious thing. Like, oh um, no, I'm sure. Yeah, um, Jesus loves you. Go to sleep. Stations in Israel have a Jewish prayer. A lot of Middle Eastern countries end with a 15 minute reading oh. of the Quran and a oh, call shit. for the midnight prayer. Uh, some of them have Bible play- Bible things. Some do the national anthem. Uh, America did do the national anthem. Uh, I assume for more um, just general broadcast. Okay. So, so yeah. So the movie yeah. begins with the national anthem. Pointedly. And, yes. Not an accident. And we even see later when Craig T. Nelson's character and Joe Beth Williams. Mm-hmm. And Joe Beth Williams' characters are in bed smoking. Well, she's smoking a doobie, which is awesome. But he's reading something and it says like Reagan. Uh, it's like the know, man, the president. The man, the president. Bullshit. The nipples. Some white bullshit. It's really. I say this as well, a white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of and and let us not forget this is a Spielbergian endeavor. He uh, did not direct, but he wrote it and produced it, right? Or did he direct? There's a lot of uh, if a few years ago there was some sort of revelation or like uh, article or something where and I I don't have it in front of me, but essentially Toby <laughs> Hooper, the director who also directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a very different movie, he. It, it was kind of admitted, not necessarily from him, but like that Spielberg was on set a lot because again he wrote it, wrote the story, he co-wrote the screenplay, he mm-hmm. produced the movie, and um, there was a lot of insinuation that like maybe he didn't explicitly direct it, but he was there like offering suggestions and stuff. And sure. the movie looks like a Spielberg it movie, is. and it sounds like it. Like they have like the music swelling at times to make you like sad. Yeah, it's like not a John Williams score, which is a Spielberg thing. But... It's Jerry Goldsmith. But it's it's, uh, it's very adjacent, and yeah. just a lot of te- stylistic things. Like he, for a long time, he would shoot actors standing in silhouette with a like a huge blast of light shining towards the camera, and they do that a lot in this movie. Like oh, when yeah. the closet is possessed, mm-hmm. there's like a lot in, of that, or like in front of the static of the TV too. That too, yeah. Uh, he loves that. He, he loves as it. we know, he loves people looking at things and reacting before we see it. Mm-hmm. It's like that Spielberg face is like a kind of famous mm-hmm. thing. Oh, and they love a good uh, uh, corporate greed plot. Yes, true. Which is and um, Spielberg films. He loves that. He loves watching a family interact and like showing their idiosyncrasies mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. stuff like that and we get a lot of that especially in the first third where like there's little just fun things like the kids are playing at the di- breakfast table and the dad yeah. like mm-hmm. ties his tie around the phone cord by accident and like the daughter flips off the Classic. construction crew oh all that God. kind of stuff <laughs> as she should she's 16 years it's, old that, um, we'll talk about that later that's insane but uh the other thing is this movie came out the same year as E.T. which is obviously directed by Steven Spielberg oh okay and the the thing with it uh, is that, like, E.T. kind of represents, like, a suburban American fantastical dream. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is, like, imagine if this happened to you. Like, a fucking alien comes and, like, makes your life better. And, like, you know. Oh, and the, like, yeah. the man is, like, still the villain in that one. Because, like, the government comes and tries to like, take him away. And I cry a lot. <laughs> and I cry a lot. Uh, and in this one, it's kind of the it's kind of a depiction of like the suburban American nightmare, where like the yeah. very house, the thing that you worked for, like you seemingly mm-hmm. accomplished the American dream. You have your um, two point five kids and your house and your job and your mortgage and your dog mm-hmm. and your neighbors you fight with, but you know, blah, 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 and all that right. stuff. And, and the big game, and you got the guys with right. the beers exactly. and the, exactly. the, the yeah. And the thing that the def- part of the thing that defines that American success 
is, you know, owning a home. Yeah. And in this, the home is fucked. <laughs> right. Like, the very, again, not to, like, be punny, but the literal bones of the house mm-hmm. are cursed. And, like, the thing that you thought was the goal turns out to be a punishment in a way. Yeah. And then even at the end, when they, um, when it's at the end, when they start finally moving their shit out, because they're like, okay, I guess we should go. Um, <clears throat> Joe Beth's character says, you know, we worked so hard for this. And yes, it's like, exactly. Your daughter was uh, kidnapped by a right. ghost demon. Um, good. Well, that answered all my questions, <laughs> because that's exactly what I wanted to discuss. Yeah. Also, the TV is a very American thing. Regardless of where the TV may have been invented, I think the U.S. definitely took television and ran with it in terms of using it as a medium. And when you think of the sort of like the suburban success of, you know, getting the house and the dog and the kids and all that and making your husband dinner, whatever, you know, I I think personally, I feel like a lot of that is exacerbated and like through television and like the sitcoms that were out at the time. And it was like, this is what your life should look like. It becomes the primary uh, consumption of entertainment mm -hmm. in the home. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, there's, which I think also ties into the, uh, you know, the corporate national greed bullshit. And in this movie, you can't (laughs) escape the TVs. They're in the living room, they're in the Mm, kitchen, they're mm -hmm. in the bedroom. They're in, like, the major functions of the house. Yeah. Did you have a kitchen TV? Hell fucking no. We had one TV. (laughs) We had one TV in our house. The only time, I think it was maybe when I. Maybe when I was like thirteen or fourteen, I got. Um, uh, I think that's when we got like TVs that had like a VCR attached Ooh. to it. So I don't want to fucking brag, but yeah, for the majority of it, we had like a Zenith uh, behemoth oh, in our living room. That's funny. Do you remember that Zenith behemoth? Um, oh, yeah, we, so n- we had TV in the living room, in the basement, which is like the playroom. Oh yeah, and then real. the parents' room, and that's it. Never in the kitchen. Never in our own bedrooms. Oh yeah. When I went to a friend's house, and they had like. TV in the bedroom, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you can do that? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and that's funny, because uh, TV in the kitchen, I, I was like, that is the coolest fucking thing. I know, thing. I'm like, you can watch it while you're cooking? Wait, you <laughs> As if I was in the kitchen a lot. I don't <laughs> right. know. As, As if I kid. cooked, please. <laughs> so sorry. I, uh, do you want to talk through the plot? Yeah, let's blast through the okay. plot. But, ooh. So basically, we uh, we have a family. They're in bed. Um, we have a little girl. Her name is Carol Ann. She's very young and angelic looking. She's five. She truly looks like an angel. <laughs> like silver angel. hair and like a round face. Well, yeah, angel in the sense of... Uh, like cherubic. Seen from, yeah, seen from a white Christian oh, uh, point of view. <laughs> uh, you just say. She very white. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what angels look like, but that's what... You know. You're looking at my main... Oh, are you talking about that cat? Oh, oh yeah, where is he? I, am. Where I want to pet him. And so they're static on the screen because we've gone past the national anthem, and now the broadcast is over for the night, and they're static. And um, is this when she... I know she hasn't to talk to them yet, but is this when she's first like, what's that? Oh, no, she's like, what do you look like? She's talking... She's, <laughs> ASL? Oh, hang on. <laughs> I see how this sounds. <laughs> she goes up to the screen, and she's looking at the static, which is so bad for your eyes. So bad. Also, the way it like flashes... Onto even us in the audience is very like, ow. <laughs> it's aggressive. Lots of dark blue very and stroby, white lights. Yeah, yeah very stroby. Um, and it's like shining off of her. And um, she asks, What do you look like? And you just like hear creepy music. And then she's like, Wait, I can't hear you. And like, so clearly she's talking to somebody through the TV. And we as the viewer don't know the what 
is happening. And so that's weird. And then they move on from that. And then it's the next day. <laughs> anyway. And then we see a lot of Star Wars merch and dice. The, 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 so there's three children. There's the sister who's 16. And then a Dana. boy. Dana. And then a boy who's, I want to say, like 8 to 10. He's 8. Yeah, that's Robbie. And then uh, uh, Carol Ann, who is like 4. They, they four said she's 5. five yeah. She's 5. Okay, yeah. They she's got, young enough that she doesn't. she's not in school when the other kids are in school. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Convenient. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Carol Ann and Robbie? Yeah. Okay. They share a bedroom. And yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff in there. And like, yeah. Spielberg, Spielberg? Spielberg is obviously friends with Lucas. So, George Lucas. So, that makes sense. But also, seen that, like, very uh, materialistic. Yeah. Very it's um, everything. consumerist. Yeah. Actually, this is somebody who loves Star Wars. Right. Because, like, even though I know they're buddies, lo- I think it was low key Reed. There's a lot of Star Wars shit in his room. He's like, oh. Every time the camera turns, like, another poster, another toy, another figurine. I will say they do have, like, a C-3PO light board. Uh, nope. Light switch board? Like a, a, light switch cover? Um, uh, uh, yeah, what are those called? Shit. Light, light switch cover. Light it's not the cover. switch itself, right, is, no. but it's the, it w- is what covers yeah. the light my, switch. My brain's melting out my ears you're, anyway. You're, oh, is this when they're watching the football game? We see, like, yeah, it, it's like we see suburban. Yeah, there's a lot of zany stuff going yeah. on. There's like like a, the aforementioned <laughs> moments of, like, just the, they're, they're building a pool in the back, so there's construction workers, mm-hmm. and the dad has the the boys over to watch football, yeah. but the neighbors are mowing. It's like a lot of yeah. just, you know. The neighborhood kids are doing pranks. It's and setting them up to be ruckus. like non specific, but still like engaging and relatable mm-hmm. to, for the most part, I imagine. Yeah. Right? The kids are playing toy. It's very just kind of generalized, like suburban. Bullshit. <laughs> Basically, not. I mean, I mean bullshit in disparaging sense, but just like, just like uh, non-specific, non-important stuff. Yeah, I like the scene the next morning uh, when they're like, Carol Ann, what the fuck is up with you watching the TV? And then she like, cr- she like climbs on the counter and turns the TV in the kitchen. Mm-hmm to static because right. like that's how you talk to your friends uh, mm-hmm. yes and the mom goes caroline you're gonna hurt your eyes and like switches it to like a real channel and it's like a war, war. movie is this violent <laughs> war movie like some sort of like john like maybe like uh green berets or something mm-hmm. exactly. which is again very like i don't know how intentional it was but like oh what's more american than being like we gotta protect our kids but also should melt war <laughs> yeah don't that's gonna hurt your eyes also she was right in front of the fucking screen like, that alone will hurt your eyes. Yeah. Move away. Right. It's not just the static. It's just anything right. that close to your eyes. It's so stupid. Um, break. Okay. So, in between then, a bird, their bird dies. And so, uh, I guess that's not. Right, right. Right. So, because she goes to flush it down the toilet, which is a terrible idea. But Yeah, that's a big bird. Um, they bury it in the ground, which then, when they are developing the backyard for the pool, and we see, like, those giant claw things. Backhoes. I used to know this shit. It's I used to love this as a kid. The giant Thomas. Diggers. Let's call them diggers. The giant digging machine yeah. is moving ground and earth, and you see the little like coffin box they made for this dead bird. Like, like just box. go woo, just like go flip. So true. It's you think like well, what else? That's true. What it's like foreshadowing, yeah. right? Because it's like they're not. They're clearly not doing their due diligence. Due diligence. Not that this like garden should hypothetically be anything other than flowers, but right. just speaks to like an oversight of what's under here. No one they're not following the signs it. that are like call before you dig. You know. Also, they're harassing 
their 16 year old daughter these God, contractors yeah which is so strange yeah she's 16 and the and she like flips them off and like she's she literally in her school uniform like macarena thing where she like extends Dead? her arms out huh? and then like huh? does like the up yours she like right. bites her thumb and yeah. gives them the I don't remember, but she has like a lot of elaborate like get the fuck away from me hand signals. It's so much, and the mom is just giggling. She thinks it's so funny. She's like that fucker, and she's like, but like, and then later the same fucking fire idiot, the right? Workers. The same fucking idiot was drinking her coffee and like leaning through the window from outside, right? And he's like leaning in that kitchen, and he literally like takes a sip of her fucking sauce that's on the stove. Yeah. He's drinking her coffee after he just like harassed her daughter, and she's like, oh, haha, I'm gonna close these blinds she's on like, you. Like, how's it You yeah. silly mother. I would have okay, strangled this dude. I think it's trying to be a very light tone in the first third to be like, this is a family that does not sense any darkness coming. I guess. And at the time, it's like, that's yeah. normal. We yeah. all hit on 16-year-olds. <laughs> Come on. That's why you're hiring the boys. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but I guess you're right. So Carolyn uh, gets up in the middle of the night again. And oh, right. this time, she's talking to the TV and a hand comes out. Mm-hmm. And then, a ghostly hand. Oh, and then a, a blast of energy shoots out of the TV into mm-hmm. the wall behind the parents' bed. And there's like a semi, seems like an earthquake is what they think it is, mm-hmm. but like it's really just Only the they house. Were affected, it's more like a housequake. Um, <gasps> oh. And then she goes, oh, they're here. <laughs> she said it just like that. They go, what's up? And she goes, oh, they're, they're here. They're here. She's looking at her phone they're and here. she's waiting for her Lyft driver. Right. And oh, she yeah. goes, oh, they're here. They're here. Um, right, and then, right, because the next morning, the, the mom is, that's when she's like, what did you what mean? Can... What you said that? She's like, um, Your reading was quite spooky. And then they, like, get distracted, because Caroline's, like, getting distracted by, like, Robbie and Dana, because they're all being obnoxious. And then she's like, no, no, shut the fuck up. She's like, no, seriously, Caroline, like, what did you mean? <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> and then that's a great scene where, um, Joe Beth Williams goes into the kitchen, and yes. all the chairs are spread away from the table, and she's like, I told these motherfucking right. they're kids. They're not pushed in, but they're very evenly not pushed in around the kitchen table which like cute and she's like carolyn did you do this and she goes no and then she the joe beth williams you see this in the shop pull, puts carolyn on top of this counter and then joe beth williams goes over she pushes all the chairs in and then she walks uh across the frame and the camera moves with her and so the chairs and the table are out of frame and she goes to like bend down to a cabinet get to get something she goes to tie her shoe <laughs> and she gets back up and looks over, the camera pans over back to the table and the chairs, and the chairs are now this in this, like, elaborate pyramid on top yeah. of the fucking table. So it's good. I think, did you make talk about this, or were you talking about Sixth Sense, that, like, it was just crew members that were, like, scurry, scurry, I mean, scurry. I, it's gotta be the same both, because the Sixth uh, Sense true. is the same gag, where... It's so um, funny. Tony Collette... No. It's a... It's a it's a hoot where Tony Collette leaves the kitchen, mm-hmm. goes to put the tie in the washing machine, Aww. comes back in the same shot, and all the cabinets are open in the kitchen. And it's, it's so fun. I'm watching Poltergeist this time because I just watched Six Times recently. I was like, oh, he literally just stole this from Poltergeist. But it's effective in both because it's yeah. like, I love that it's one take because that, again, it just means that they had to have somebody on set just like run in, <laughs> rip down the, take all the chairs out, and then bring in the prefab to like pyramid of chairs. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it must have just been like, glued together yeah oh my god yeah i'm imagining because it was like there was like two different doorways i don't and like you know someone must have snuck underneath the camera like just out of shot maybe like three people at the most i love that shit movies i love movie magic and so great that happens and so the mom is instantly like what i do like about this movie is that she goes the tv people once she sees the chairs and Mm -hmm. carolyn nods and she goes you see them and they're like no 
do you see them? And she's like, no. And they're like, cool. Oh my God. Let's guess what? We have a slide in the house now. (laughs) Now I know what we're doing for the rest of the day. (laughs) Clear your schedule, Caroline. (laughs) Caroline, I hope you didn't want to eat tonight. (laughs) She buzzed the secretary. (laughs) Cancel my appointment. (laughs) We got some ghosts to play with. (laughs) Truly, though. And that's what they do. Yeah, they, they really do. <laughs> and, like, we find out that, like, there's, like, some kind of sliding right. it situation. Because it cuts from there to, like, seven hours later when the dad's coming home. Oh I think we see the dad, like, going about his day, like, uh, selling a house at this point. <gasps> oh, right. And we get some ba- um, uh, some more, uh, his, hello, we get some more information about yeah. the development and how they've... They've been working on, like, the suburban fucking... Yeah, there's different sub- phases they mention. So many. So many. So, so many. many. I hate suburbia so much. So, it cuts to the dad coming home, and uh, the mom has, like, drawn on the floor a circle Rude. and an arrow, and then another circle. And she puts... She's like, okay, let's check it out. She's, like, a little bit crazed, which I like. Right. Carol Ann's like, I'm hungry. It's been Caroline's hours. Caroline's like, please, you haven't been me all day, mom. You've been playing with ghosts. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so he finally comes home. Yeah, she puts a chair in the first circle, Mm -hmm. and then it slides across the room by itself. And then she puts a (laughs) football helmet on Carol Ann and puts her in the circle and, like, slides her across. And, like, clearly Carol Ann's been doing this all day because she's like, cool, I'm hungry, please feed me. Yeah, she's not phased by it. No. And she goes, that that hurts. been pushing her and pulling her all day. It's old hat by now. It's seriously. And she's like, it literally hurts her, like, burns her butt. Yeah. She's like, Mommy don't care. Um, so then, what is it? Craig T. Nelson's like, we're not going in there anymore. Right, there's uh, a weird scene where they go talk to the neighbor. Right, because they're asking them if anything weird happens. Supernatural. They're getting bitten by mosquitoes, which yeah, hadn't really existed before. Maybe it's because they, like, they were breaking ground on, like, the pool, so maybe on and their yards, so and maybe, like, I don't know, they broke into some moisture in the ground and then attracted mosquitoes. I don't know if there are any mosquitoes listening. Call in and I let me know. sure if it was supposed to be some sort of supernatural thing, you know? Like, right, because it was like, now they're that, like, oh, there's like, so much. The stink of potential death is on them, like bugs. Because I associate bugs, like, symbolically swarming as, like, a, a harbinger of death or, like, decay. Oh sickness i don't know it was really obtuse and bizarre Steven? and played comically Steven? and they're like the bugs and then they the um the the neighbor is like i don't think mosquitoes ever been me has ever been you son then he's like no dad it's like a weird it's a weird scene it's like yeah. absurdist almost yeah it's like are they hi it, it feels like that and we've seen this one before so like the idea of like casual drug use in this family very casual obviously but like mm. i'm sorry did you want to heard something? a cat meow i hope that got captured on mic it was so cute Oh. But anyway, the idea of them, like, you know, d- 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 drug use is not out of there, you know. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm sorry. I, I was joking. I meant the father and son could be high. Oh, oh they're well, acting weird. But the, you're right. The, the mother and Because uh, they're, like, giggling and they're like, ha anyway, ha ha, ooh, the oh, I'm so awkward. Sorry. Yeah. If, if you found out your house, your house, not, like, your cute little apartment that you share, but, like. Your home. Your home that, like, you're in this setup, you find out it's haunted. Would you smoke a doobie right away, or would you be scared shit and be, like, sober for the rest of your life? Because I feel like I would True, smoke I, a doobie I, right away. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be, like, obstructed in my senses. I want to sure. be, like, really sharp. Yeah. I'm scared of these ghosts. Yeah. Maybe the alcohol is the best way to go. Like, what's her face who we meet later? She's, like, alcohol. has a flask. The redheaded doctor. I don't know her name. Yeah. Yeah. The, the parapsychologist. Yeah. You don't know her name either. No, I don't know her name. Do you? Kathy? No, Kathy that's why I'm so sad. It's something like that. Um, we learn that there's this tree outside of the room that Robbie and Carol Ann share. Yes. And Robbie does not like it. He says, Neither it sees I. me. It knows I live here, which is wild for someone to say 
about a tree. And no one seems concerned. And so he's scared of that. He's scared of the thunder because there's a big storm coming. And he's also petrified, rightfully so, of a scary motherfucking looking clown doll that happens to be in the room and happens to be positioned to face him. Who? Which is sadistic. Put this here. We had dolls Why? in my room, and they also faced my bed, but they didn't look that scary. And but this I is like a life-size clown, away. and it's got yes. like claw-like hands almost. It. I remember one great. the remake of Poltergeist came out a few years ago that nobody saw. I think zero people saw it. Uh, what? Yeah, in like 2010, I think, or 2014. Sam Rockwell was in it. Why? Anyway, the poster was just the clown's face. No. Was it like... So they make it look different? Or was it the same? It was like underlay. It wasn't exactly the same. It was like a clown doll. Of some sort. Very silly. Was this the first movie you think to utilize, like, a young child to make things extra creepy? Because you know how that, like, kind of became a trend in movies? Mm, it's like, it's one thing for adults yeah. to be like, I'm, trying to, I'm so scared. I'm doing a quick little <laughs> roundup in my brain. I mean, there's do, The Exorcist. Do, do, do. I guess. We're the part of the horror of that movie is, can you believe that this sweet little girl is saying and doing these things and it looks sure. like this? Right. Can you believe? Could you... I could not believe it. Yeah, um, wild. There's like the bad seed, oh, okay. which is about a bad. <laughs> it's about a seed of, I've never seen from that. a watermelon. No, I know what you're talking about, but I've heard of that. Okay, so maybe not. I think this movie de- definitely, if it wasn't a big thing before, it definitely was after this. Uh-huh. The idea of like kids being both per- more perceptive of spirits mm-hmm. and creepy. <laughs> Ooh, double trouble. But, um, but Caroline is, like, also sweet. She's not just creepy. Like, she's not just, yeah. um, she's not, like, like the kid from The Ring or something, or The Grudge. Like, one of those, yeah. like, actual, like, haunted. Uh, <laughs> right. So, um, I, there is a moment I forgot to mention. Um, it's when they're smoking a joint. So, there, there's a concern from the beginning that of, you know, they're, they're building the pool in the backyard, and Joe Beth Williams' character is like, oh, no, what if Caroline falls in there? Yeah, she says it in that moment is a very, like, paranoid high thought it seems like it's what they're trying to frame um, it as right. joe beth uh, williams yeah. character is like i once slept walked like four blocks and like i fell asleep in like some guy's car ha 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 i was really cute uh, again i don't know if that makes carolyn like more susceptible to like paranormal activity sure they even mention later um they reference that carolyn carol ann was actually born inside the house Oh, yeah, they do mention that. Yeah, it's when so, um, Craig T. Nelson's talking to his boss. So it's like, maybe she, she was so, it's like she was maybe like always connected or like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the spirits because like she is born there where all this literal death is, as we mm-hmm. later learn. There's some sort of connection there. Not mm. just because she's like the youngest and therefore the most perceptible. I don't know. But that would make a lot of sense. Interesting. Because right, I didn't need to include the detail of her being born in the house. Also, I just realized they got goldfish, right? Because the bird died. And then they got goldfish named Tweety 2 and Tweety 3, which is cute. Cute. We never see them again. We see her feed them, overfeed them. They and then we never see them again. They probably got sucked into the closet in that scene where all the everything in the room gets sucked into the closet. Oh my god, you're so right. They definitely got... They definitely got sucked. They got sucked. Oh, honey. Ooh, girl. They died like they lived. (laughs) Getting sucked. I don't know. What? Please call the police on me. So, this is the scene where the tree... A tree! Oh, Oh, so the second night, yeah. Yeah. The tree's like, oh, I heard you're scared of me. 
Yeah, and I, I guess this window. is what we later learn is the poltergeist being like, he's scared of the trees, so like, yeah. what delicious fear for us to play with. Mm. And it serves as a, as, a, as a distraction for the parents, because yes. then they can get Carol Ann. Yeah, so the tree literally busts through the fucking window, snatches little Robbie. It's insane. And then tries to eat, eat him. him. <laughs> right, because the mouth opens up and the goes, tree Boo. is like, nom, 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 nom. And he goes, come on, I just want a little bite. Yeah, there's a storm going on. There's a tornado. Oh my god! The backyard's like all mud. It's a mess. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. And so he's about to get eaten. And so Craig Nelson runs out to go help him. Joe Beth Williams runs out to help with that. And all. And in the meantime, the closet, which we learned earlier, Carol Ann is obviously afraid of the closet because she demands that her mom leaves that light on as per usual. <laughs> I demand. Yeah. Her voice. Get, it becomes that of a 40-year-old woman. It's weird. And so that the closet door opens, and she's, everything starts getting sucked in. And uh, yeah, no like one can scene. hear her because out, everyone's outside dealing with Robbie. Um, so that was obviously successful. And she's, like, hanging on by the fucking um, headboard. And it's, like, breaking off. And she goes flying in. She goes flying in. Very it's, clearly a doll, but it's pretty fun. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny. I wonder how they filmed the scene where all the stuff is getting sucked in. It kind of looked like they built some sort of tilting room. Right, yeah. Because all this is kind of like falling into the... One closet, side, but when yeah. it's when it, when the camera is a uh, normal horizontal plane like it is in the movie, mm-hmm. it looks like it's getting sucked in. Mm. But it probably was a tilted room. A little tilt. And then they probably had them like... Because in that scene, then later, they have the moments where it looks like they're getting sucked in. And I guess that was also, like, they were on wires, maybe? Because that's well, the, a lot of movement. Uh, when she's not in close-up, Carol Ann is a doll in that scene. Oh, no, I know. But, I mean, like, with the, um... Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh... There's, like, other moments when, like, they're hanging on. You see them, like, oh, the, yeah, and, like, yeah, their yeah, legs yeah. are, like, yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They must be wired they or something. They must be yeah. wired. <laughs> like coffee. So... Then that happens, and she gets sucked in, and they finally get Robbie out. The tornado dissipates and goes away. Sucks and, the tree up in it. Oh, right. Sucks the tree Crazy. up in it, because he almost gets sucked up Which with it. Which is nice for Robbie. <laughs> He's like, honestly, that's a win. And finally, <laughs> after... I'm going to chalk that up in the win column. <laughs> and um, after all that, fucking Dana, the 16-year-old, comes out, and she goes, there's a tornado! As it's, it's so literally funny. leaving. Yeah, we know. Thank you, girl. It's been 10 minutes of people screaming. Um... She has a lot of fun reactions that are a little bit too little too late. I think she might be my favorite character. And uh, She's a realistic depiction of not knowing what's going on. She's me at 16. What is going on? There's a tornado! Yeah. It's been here for 15 minutes. Sweetie, go to bed. Um, We learn that Carol Ann is missing, so that's obviously a big problem. They tear the house apart. Stressful. Can't find her. And then the mom goes, the swimming pool! Because yeah, a small amount of water, and it. like I get it, a yeah. small amount of water has accumulated in the deep end of the not finished swimming pool. Oh yeah, yeah. And so the dad jumps in to look, but he jumps in. <laughs> he jumps in like heel first. He does like Woo! a hitch kick into the pool. <laughs> I'm like, well, she wasn't dead before. She is now. She He's... just body slammed her neck with your heel. Right, your heel just went it's into her brain. It's not the most practical way to search for your daughter in some water. Right. Also, like not to be crude, but like y'all didn't get an. I mean, I guess they didn't get like a pool net for it yet to fit your daughter out uh, to poke around something oh, too. i, I mean she could probably fit in that she probably got you very small she's so tiny and so she's not there they're like oh my god and then uh robbie who is like covered in i can't tell if it's sap or blood i think it's sap and also gook 
and like poltergeisty gook because we oh. see like later like just like polter jello-y pol- yeah it's gook. like raspberry jello <laughs> so fun as like poltergeist ectoplasm honestly look tasty put in a bowl i'll eat it and uh robbie has the tv is in front of the tv and it's back to the static and um he hears uh caroline's voice coming out and he starts yeah and he's like oh shit and then he has a really good reaction where he's, he's like so quietly scared. he's going like mom mom yeah. mom he's like so scary and he's just like ah! <laughs> which it's is good horrifying yeah well that's also a thing too is spielberg productions are always i don't know what kind of abuse they put these kids through but they always seem scared he gets amazing performances out of children do you think he goes boop and they go oh my god i'm so scared and then steven (laughs) i actually uh, your mom doesn't love you you (laughs) i read that now yeah um i'm gonna fuck your mom and they're like oh my god you know um yeah Spielberg gets great performances out of kids so that kind of also ties into the like his stamp on this movie like the the main actor in et is like the greatest child performance of all time oh Um, like it it just it's very spielberg have you have you seen that audition video from him it's unbelievable it's unbelievable it's insane yeah we'll link to that because it has nothing to do with this movie but it's just like amazing acting it's so good at the end they're like well kid you got the part right (laughs) (laughs) and like it's just insane. I think they say it in a really great way. They're like, oh, well, uh, okay, cool. And uh, tell your mom that we're going to California. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like American Idol. <laughs> oh, so she, oh, so fun. The mom comes in and she's like, she hears Carol Ann's voice and she's like, oh, thank God. Where yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> she really is like, oh, thank God. And then she, <laughs> the burden is immediately lifted. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and then we see like the static on the TV again. We hear her coming from the TV. There's like these little sparkly accents as well in this it's not just like straight static like there's like moments of like like there's glimmers and gleams <laughs> you can almost say it Speech. shines Ooh. Um, and that's that's pulling it through. Uh, before i forget about it why do you think the tv is how we're able to hear and communicate with carol ann i they okay the paranormal team i know it's not what they right, are who we're about to meet yeah um cute they're a cute little fun time um they mention it and i I've heard this theory before, of course. I don't know if it's true, but I, I, to my logic, it makes sense from my limited perception of whatever the world is. Um, that, you know, it's an open frequency, sound-wise, so, like, things can come through. Radio signals, electro signals, and okay. that can include uh, spoopy things. And we've seen um, that on, like, ghost adventures. And, exactly. and, like, a ghost hunting tool is, like, using radio frequencies to let spirits communicate using like a predetermined batch of words is this thing on yeah uh, oh, I, I just wanted people to know that uh lights on. very dark <laughs> i left a piece yeah. of chocolate in my pocket when i died can someone get it out it's melting thanks right here in my nicest dress got all over chocolate all over it <laughs> when you die you do, do you like lose your character voice? or not on, let, let me know call in let us know so yeah so if this poltergeist this this uh this snatching took place before tv were invented would this be fucked um like, oh you mean for the poltergeist her. sake yeah. oh for that sake um well maybe no they probably could use a radio I think a radio would probably be I just guess. as good. I mean, like, even before then, like, it was, it was in olden times. So it's just they like, well, they got your daughter. Got him. Yeah, no, it's Sorry. suck to suck. I wish we had something to hear them, but we have nothing. But maybe back then they weren't around because there was less. I mean, shitty things were happening, right. but they weren't, like, you know, covering up 
burial sites. I mean, they were. Oh, they were. That's yeah. true. Well, you know what? You didn't live long enough to care. <laughs> that's a good point. You're like, I don't care. This terror is moving by itself in my little, you know, stone <laughs> I'm cottage. I'm senior citizen. Yeah, I, I don't care. I have to go build a fire. I've only had five kids instead of nine. Also, I think, like, I don't know. I'm so curious because I... I have, like, mixed feelings and mixed beliefs on certain things when it comes to, like, paranormal. And, like, I am curious as to, like, what sort of things did occur back then, if any, you know, if any things occur now. I don't know. Well, ghosties and spirits have been, like, part of mythology in all cultures for, like, dating back, like, hundreds and thousands of years. I mean, like, you know. Yeah. There's ghosts in Shakespearean plays. There's ghosts in Greek plays. There's ghosts in, like, you know, Japanese folklore. It's, like, a thing across all time and space. Do you think, though, because of, like, pre-TV, pre-radio, when it's, like, people were just very connected to, like, being present and living in their own lives Hmm. and, like, being on planet Earth, they were more receptive to that kind of stuff because there was no other distractions? I don't know. Or maybe there was less of it because they weren't as, I don't know. I don't know. I just think we're wired for it in this day and age. I don't know. Well, also because, I mean, just the the, uh, saturation of storytelling and accessibility... Hmm. And and TV and stuff bringing niche, um, not just beliefs but like practices and stuff like paranormal investigations to like your living room when before it was like you had to I don't know Do know about that kind of stuff or like you know hire a medium to even like see how that works. Oh, I see what that like brings a more like defined vocabulary to a lot more people. Mm, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, but like were there ghosts on the Oregon Trail? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god or seriously you just dive dysentery and get dumped in the mississippi oh my god i don't know i heard a cool ghost story that i was just thinking about and then we can actually go back to what we're talking yeah, about <laughs> but um when i i was younger uh we were on long island and i forget which river it was i don't even remember what town it was somewhere in suffolk county probably and i was with my friend's dad and he uh loved chaos he loved to like always scare us same um he would like do silly shit, but he, we went by this river and he was like, Oh, legend is like there was, you know, when it was indigenous people on this, on the land, like there was a woman and she was either waiting for someone and drowned or she drowned somebody, you know, it's one of those things. And then like Nash comes back as a ghost and like drowns a man. If he gets too close to the water. It sounds like La Llorona. Who? La Llorona. Who's that? Mexican uh, folklore about a, it's a misogynistic tale about a woman who, um, her lover left her with some kids and, um, to get revenge on the lover, she drowns the kids. And now she comes back looking for lost kids. Damn. Yeah. Have people drowned in that river? Is that why the... I don't think it's a specific river. I think it's just a story. Oh, interesting. Like a boogeyman kind of thing. Scary. Like look out or she'll come. Well, yeah. Uh, don't go into that river, kids. Anyway. I love it. Uh, Ding. Send us Poopy's ghost stories as well. So we were on a... Yes, please. Because I would please. love that. Um, so yeah, so we, we, were, we were there visiting it, and we were driving by, and I thought I saw like a man by the river, and we drove closer, and he wasn't there. So I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. The Long Island River Boy. But maybe he... Yeah, maybe I was just like, you know, 11 and distracted by everything and making things up. This is a good movie to talk about this, to pause the plot outline. Do you have any, like, home-based ghost stories? Um, I mean, there's that one, but I don't know if that was, like, me imagining things. Right. Another one, again, is, like, another moment. I don't know. I imagined things. We were in... I don't know. I thought we were, like... We were, like, in a cemetery during the day, me and my friends. 
one on Long Island again. And I just remember it was during the day and I thought I saw like a family somewhere. I don't know. I remember thinking I saw a family like by a site and being like, we should probably be quiet because uh, there's people visiting. Beer's my fault. And then like, I think then they weren't there. I don't know. It's Ooh. like, how much is it, I mean, is it me making stuff up in my brain or like semi-wishful thinking? Gotcha. I, I understand. But I haven't yeah. had any like formal paranormal experiences, but also because I'm like not in my fucking house. Like I completely shut that shit off because I don't want True. any shit happening in my home where I shower and dance naked. So, but that's just me. How about you? Um, nothing in any of my houses. I always lived in fairly new houses. Mm. Like, not more than, like, 10 years old okay. for the most part. Uh, so there wasn't much going on there. But I did work at Splash Mountain in Disney oh World, God. which is haunted. Uh, it's actually kind of a sad story because, like, a guy did die there in uh, Florida before I worked there. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, tragic. Uh, it was, like, an accident. But that, like, spot in the mountain, it's uh, drop three. Anybody that Ooh. works at Disney World listens to this. Real <laughs> that stands. Means, uh, uh that is like you know allegedly where it happened and we'd have to do like ride throughs at the end of the night and it'd be like one person's mm-hmm. job to like be the last car riding through just like make sure all the animatronics were working and you get blah, to sit blah. in the car in the boat by yourself that's and you're the only fun. one in the ride because the ride's been emptied out so you're by yourself in splash mountain that's kind of fun like, and it's also kind of a spooky-ish part of the ride it's like all black lights and they're like Ooh, yeah. it's a little spooky and um whenever i got to that part i would close my eyes <laughs> I get that. Not, I'm doing a ride through. I'm supposed to be like watching for like broken things or like paint that needs touching up. And I was just like, mm, I <laughs> but I remember one time. So part of the security system there is, I forget what they're called. Like it's some sort of intrusion alarm where you, I worked here like six years ago. It was, it's been a little bit where you, where you, if you step on like uh, a spot on the floor, it's like weighted. So if you're oh. if you if you step on it, it like activates an alarm. Okay. But they're really sensitive. Um, the idea is to catch somebody getting out of the ride and walking around, which happens a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so the idea is, if you step on that, it'll you know activate an alarm in the tower, which is like the it's like mission control. Mm-hmm. And then um, if it goes off, you have to unless you can clear it visually in like the cameras, mm-hmm. you have to pause the ride and have somebody go out there and check uh, it. Gotcha. You just do, just to make sure nobody's got out of the log. Yeah. And I remember one time one of the sensors was going off, mm-hmm. one of the floor sensors was going off mm-hmm. in that area, eee! and so which happens. This is not not nothing crazy. So somebody went out to go check it. And there was fully nothing there, which, again, is normal. You have to get a phone that's, like, on the ride and call back to tower and say, like, nothing's here. It's clear. Gotcha. Um, And then, so they picked up the phone and went to say that. And as they were saying, like, it's clear, the alarms started going off again. But they're, like, looking at the alarms and there's fully nothing there. Like, when they go off by accident, it's because, like, water splashes on it or, like, Uh a bird got in the ride. Like, stuff like that. It happens. Um, And the alarms... if I remember this correctly, started going off in like the order as if somebody was walking towards them. Oh my god! On the floor, and so the tower was like, "Just come back, it's okay." <laughs> that is so fun. Yeah. I hope that's how it yeah. happened. It's. I feel bad telling that story because it's like a guy actually did die there. Yeah. But at the same time, that ghost story also did happen. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Fun though. Fun. The fun. The stuff that is fun is yes, fun. Yes, exactly. Please send us your ghost stories. Uh, maybe we'll read them. And we'll have, like, a special spoopy episode. Why not? Who knows? Why not? Maybe we'll read them. Who knows? Maybe we'll just read them to ourselves and never share them. Why not? And exploit you. (laughs) Or not. Anyway, Poltergeist. 
So poltergeist. So they get some new friends. This parapsychological team. It's um two like tech guys. Hey, it's and, Marty and Ryan ready yeah. to fuck it up. Yeah. Okay. I don't and know why. One I lady with glasses played by Academy Award winner Beatrice Strait. Oh, and honey. She holds the Oscar for the shortest performance to ever win an Oscar. What? Oh! Who? What was it? Who? Uh, sorry. <laughs> it was from the movie Network in the About 70s. About Mark has, Zuckerberg? No, I'm nope. kidding. Um, she, uh, she has one single scene where she just yells at her husband for cheating on him. Cheating on her. Iconic. That's it. She won an Oscar for it. So they show up. They're like, oh, we'll just see what's going on. And they're like, we've locked up the room to Carol Ann. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can't go in there. And they're like... All right, let's see what's going on. And they open the door to Caroline's room, and shit is spinning. Right, they they and... were all like, "We can handle it." We once photographed a <laughs> car moving across the floor for seven hours. Took it seven hours to move like seven feet, and the family's like, <laughs> "Oh god, you thought that was hard?" Oh my god, that's so cute. You want to see a spinning lamp make a very sexual gesture with a lampshade? Right, with a lampshade. Do you yeah. think that was for anything, or it's was it just to be spoopy? Right, because the, the, they open the door to the room, and shit's, like, flying around. It's like a little mini tornado of just, like, toys and fun stuff. And the clown is having a blast. Oh, the ca- clown is fully bouncing on the bed. Uh, <laughs> live, work, pose. Uh, the, um, yeah, a lamp flies into, like, a lampshade, and they're both, like, horizontal, and it, like, enters it. It's very it's uh, very sexual. Um, there's Six. a record spinning, and, like, a compass lands on it, and, like, mm-hmm. starts playing the music. I always remember that part there's monsters like robots and stuff there's all sorts of stuff going on there's a hulk riding a horse there's a what riding a horse hulk oh hulk oh yeah you know they'll do that so they're like oh okay we'll set up the cameras just kidding this is obviously very real right they go back downstairs and like coffee pots are moving across the table casually in the family i love this part of movies when there's like a haunting when the family who's experiencing the haunting is just like tired of it they're not like scared or even (laughs) excited or anything by it they're just like Yes. They're like, like there's the, not there's like knocking right or, the lights like the flicker. lights right the lights and mm-hmm. they're, they're like it always comes in pairs just wait just give it a second then it does it it's great right. yeah classic right because even because uh, Craig T Nelson tells them earlier the team he's like we don't give a shit about the screaming the noises the music we just want our little girl back my little sweepy. Right. So they do a little moment where they like try to get Carol Ann talking to them and it works they get Carol Ann talking while the parapsychologists right. are there. Oh, right. She's like, I'm here. I'm fine. Right. It's this, cool. That's where she's like, Mommy, there's somebody else here. And this is where right. she's like, I see a light. Yes. And the, the okay. parapsychologist is like, oh, don't, 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 go, don't, don't make her go there. Don't do that. She'll go to heaven. She'll die. I, okay. So it's her. That would be her passing on to like the next Right. But stage, the thing is, right? she is a full bodied being. She's not like a spectral. She didn't die already. She's like a, pre- a physical presence. Which later is when we learn the spirits are like attracted to her in this other like spectral plane because she is like not dead. Oh my god, I love that you've like blood going you, through your girl? veins. Oh my god, that heart is pumping blood. Your Oxygen. hair not falling out? Oh. What? It doesn't. Does it fall out? Oh, I guess it would when you're dying. Or when you're a corpse, yeah. A corpse I don't know if it would when you're a spirit. Not that one corpse that popped out and had that long, glorious oh, gray my god. hair. Well, I love her. Yeah, later we see some skeletons. One has like, her hair is working. It's good. It's a good time. It's good. <laughs> Um, and here we also see there's a moment where, like, some, like, watches and jewelry fall from this portal in the yes. ceiling. And yeah. they're like, this isn't ours. This, Who's this? this? I 
truly did not steal this brooch. The next big thing that happens is the one of the tech. There's like a kind of boring conversation <laughs> between like the parapsychologist and the mom and the son, and they're all whispering, even though they're all weak. Oh, right. It's yeah, very. Yeah. It's your I'm house. Like it. and they're like talking about like the death and stuff. I guess it's not boring. It's important, but I'm kind of like, okay, okay. Yeah, and Robbie's like, if I die, can I wrap a rope around me and go in? Which yeah, later like, they Jesus, take that idea. Robbie, what the fuck? And yeah. they kind of, but they're kind of like, but actually, I'm gonna take that idea though. Um, I know he's ready. He's like. Yeah. So one of the tech guys goes into the kitchen. He's like, I'm going to get some food. And he gets a steak and a whole yeah. chicken wing out of the fridge. I get eating the chicken wing, but you're going to like cook a fucking steak? Also, steak is expensive. Steak is expensive. I know that, like... I've never bought a steak myself. Ever. No, but I know it's expensive. You heard it here first. Yeah, it's it's very rude. So he puts the, the steak on the counter, and he goes to, like, grab the pan and, like, you know, go do his thing. And then you hear, like, a slurping kind of noise. It's real and, gross. Oh, I'm sorry. That chunk of meat's moving. It's, like, slugging across the counter. And then it starts, like, imploding. Like, it starts, like, expelling bits of meat <laughs> out of itself. Would you, if you turned around and you saw it moving across the counter, would you still cook it? Would you still, like, and it, if it didn't, like, you do trying all the to get away from Ooh. me. Bitch, you fucking thought? I would just yeah, make the pan even hotter. And he, he spits out the chicken wing, or drops out of his mouth, and he sees, like, maggots crawling on it. So he's like, oh, dear. Oh, was that in my mouth? And so, yeah, right. And he runs to the bathroom, because he's like, oh, my God, I gotta rinse he's my like mouth gagging, out. gagging, yeah. So he, he's um, rinsing his mouth out in the sink, and he looks in the mirror, and he notices, like, a gash in his cheek, and he, like, goes to touch it, and, like, blood starts coming out, and we then see, like, a shot of... The sink itself, like, by the drain, so we see, like, some drops of blood cut back to his face, and he's like, let me just get this skin out of the way, and let me just get this muscle mass out of the way, and, like, it keeps cutting to shots of him pulling, like, his skin and fucking face apart, and, like, cutting down to the sink drain and seeing, like, jello, essentially, (laughs) and, like, blood, and, like, the point where he's, like, a skull, and he's like, and it cuts to him just, like, totally normal, normal face, and water's running, and everything's clear. And then the next morning, the woman's like, oh, yeah, Marty's not coming back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Ryan's here, and so am I. That's how I know their names. And this movie is rated PG. Ah! um, Because there is no no PG-13 at the time. Oh, right. And so I know this scene inspired... This scene was kind of controversial, because, like, I don't know if people are bringing their kids to it, but, like, Mm. it's really explicit for a movie that is otherwise... Not explicit. It's scary, but like you know, he's pulling his face apart. Yeah, it's like what it's uh, very gory. It's really scary, but that's like what people do. It's the on one moment of very meth. like Toby Hooper Texas Chainsaw, like right. The whole movie. He the rest was like, very Spielberg. The whole movie. He like, was just this one thing, sitting please. down. Yeah, he was like in his trailer, and then Steven's like. <sighs> Although it is not dissimilar from the scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where the Nazi's head explodes, and then the when their faces melts. melts yeah. yeah. Here's where we see the, like, cloth-like figure move down the stairs. I love this. It's so dramatic. My God. Right, because they're... You can't even, like, pin down exactly what you're looking at. Yeah, right, right, because they're there, and, like, the one of the cameras just starts moving towards the um, staircase. I didn't even notice that. And, like, zooms in on its own. Like, no one's touching it. um, That guy, Ryan, whatever the fuck the other guy's name is, was listening to headphones. He was distracted. And then, yeah, it starts, like, you see, like, this whimsical, like... Translucent white. It's like underwater cloth moving down the stairs. It's really beautiful. Right, (laughs) yeah. Great. And then, like as it descends down the staircase, like people start noticing it, and like it, it kind of looks like it's like a woman. Yeah, it's kind of like like, dress. Like it reminds me of very like it's like very ghosty, very um, you know the ghost of Christmas. 
cast in Muppet yes, Christmas Girl. Absolutely. Muppet Christmas Girl. <laughs> it's very that. But then when they watch the video back, they're like, they don't see this figure. All they see are, I love this part. Like, like very, it's like light beams, like it's that like are orbs. individualized yeah. walking down the stairs. But as they approach the camera, you can see better that they're like shoulders and mm-hmm. vague head outlines of like old, tiny looking people. Yes, they have like it's hats. Awesome. And I love I that too. Love it. Because the moment happens and then like it, the thing passes. They go look at the TV to go watch the footage, and they're like, "Oh my god!" First of all, they can't believe that it even shows up on this on the film, which is pretty impressive. But the fact that it looks differently, it, it was just really cool, um, because I think that's also like if you watch enough Ghost Adventures, that's a thing too. It's exactly. Like, they'll exactly. be like, "I see this thing, but you can't see it," and you know, it'll look different on camera. Maybe. I love it. I, oh. I think it's like the coolest part of the movie. Oh, and I forgot there was a moment earlier that I think is fun when they hear Carol Ann's voice, and then they hear like thumping, and it sounds like maybe she's running somewhere upstairs or something and mm. then the mom goes up the stairs and she's like carol Ann? and we hear like there's like a whoosh of air and it like goes through her and she's like yeah. oh my god she just went through me that was she's crazy like, i can smell her oh my god she's on my clothes smell it um, so that's i love how there's like a lot of activity on that stairwell it's a really ugly stairwell too. right which maybe that's why it they're like, like cuts down the middle of, of the living room and it like curves a little bit yeah that's what's kind of fun too like is it. like again i don't know i i the, like, way the house is set up is, like, creepy. Like, very subtly creepy in, in a way I can't really describe. it's unusual. Like, yeah, the bathroom is, is weird, too. Yeah, there's, like, the lights are, like, in the yeah. mirrors in a corner. And, like, the... The tub is big and chunky. Maybe well, the ghosts okay. <laughs> wouldn't be there if the house was designed better because it's so ugly. Maybe. Maybe they're, they're like, like, this I used is to be bad. buried here and this is what you built. Like, if it was a nice <laughs> colonial, I wouldn't be complaining. But look at this. This is disgusting. There's shag carpet mm. everywhere. There, I, I there is. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. God. I, oh, oh. At one point, there definitely is. <laughs> at least one room had the it. The kitchen has, like, ugly yellow m- motif going on. No good. It's hard. It's a hard time to be a dead ghost. So here's where we find out. We find out that the house was built on a cemetery because the guy who is like the head of development for this neighborhood, who mm-hmm. is the boss of the dad, takes him on like a tour of this like hill where there's a cemetery. He's like, mm-hmm. we're building a house here. Do you want it? Because they're worried that the dad's been missing work because he's like... Right trying to get hired somewhere else, like, doing interviews, I assume. And they're like, you were in charge of 42% of sales of this development, which is, like, insane. And they're like, $70 million, something or other, high money talks. So it behooves them to keep him in the company, so they try to offer him, like, a new big house on a hill. Mm. And they're like, he's like, well, we have to move the cemetery. And and then the guy who uh, runs it is like, I've done it before. Right. And Craig T. Nelson's like, the what? And then he's like... The house you live in, in fact. But they're so like, the idea is like, yeah, we move the bodies, it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's down the Don't street, it's just five minute yeah. extra drive for the loved ones who want to come visit their dead relatives and yeah. shit. And here's where we meet uh, Zelda Rubenstein, the medium. What's her character's name? I generally don't remember what her hmm. character's name is. Hmm. Let me see. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> so her character's name, I'm going to show it to Kira and see how she pronounces it. Oh no. Zelda Rubenstein plays <laughs> Tangina? <laughs> Tangina? What? Ooh. Ooh, look at Ryan, though. He aged like Who? fine wine. Uh, Ryan, the, the tech guy. 
Anyway, the medium the name is Tangina. Tangina? 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 I'm sure Tangina. they say it. It's Why do I remember? T-A-N-G-I-N-A. Was it Zelda Rubenstein? Yes. Can we just call her Zelda? We can call her Zelda. We Zelda! can call her Tangina. Either one works for me. Hey, is that a pale or a Tangina? So she enters and she's a short, she's a shorter young lady. Got a crazy voice. And got a crazy high voice. And so Craig T. Nelson's like, like, Hey, I got your bell in this house. It's very scary. That was, that was the hot But she also has like good. a little southern accent. So she's kind of like, <gasps> yeah. this house, your daughter is alive. How was that? Children! <laughs> did you turn off your podcast because that was annoying? <laughs> if not, let me know. Um, she comes through and Craig T. Nelson's like, mm, I'm making a munchkin joke. And uh, they're like, no, but seriously, she is very, very qualified. Uh, she will fuck this shit up. And even Craig T. Nelson tries <laughs> oh, to trick her. she will fuck this shit up. <laughs> Nelson even tries to like sort of trick her by like answering a question she asks him uh, with his mind. He's like, "Oh, I thought she would hear me." Blah blah blah. And she's like, "Oh no, bitch, I did hear you, I but like I just goes, yeah, didn't want to fuck I with you." I don't do pilot tricks or something like that. I like Amazing. when she goes, "I am addressing the living." Right, right. She's like, "Mr. Butthole, Mr. Feeling." What, what is her name? Fleeing, uh, feeling, Mr. Butthole. I am addressing the living. Or are we talking to more dead people? Freeling. Freeling. Anyway. And so um, she's like, get it, get it. She's here. She's in the house. There's a light. And then there's confusion about the light's good or bad that I still don't get. And then they're like, we're going to just, uh, you know, if that's the booty hole of the house where the yeah, watches and shit drops. there's a lot of talking about how there's a spectral plane and Carol Ann is there and it's people who have passed on, but there's a bad presence there. That we're gonna call the beast, and she's very this this oh, right. beast is very attracted to Carol Ann because of the live energy she brings to the spectral plane. Right. She's the life of the party, so <sighs> if you want to stick with her, and it's like oh my god, life. She's like a young suburban yeah. girl living her truth, and Great. the beast Love is disguising it. itself as another child. It's like a lot going on. It's, it's a lot not. of um, tell don't show, which like I get because they're keeping the spectral plane world like. Away from us, which I like. Yeah. I like that we don't ever see like a, a vision of like where Carolyn is, <laughs> because then it puts us in the idea like we're in the mindset of the family. Yeah. But here they make Carolyn go towards the light because she's supposed to get away from the spirit. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. I found a little confusing. It's, the whole the third act, I f- I'm a little bit overwhelmed plot wise, but I kind of just enjoy the ride. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So we go through that confusing moment, and we're trying to get her through, and basically we end up hooking Joe Beth Williams to a rope, yep. and she goes through, and... I really like the part where Joe Beth Williams is like, because originally Tangina volunteers to go in first, <laughs> right. and the mom goes, you've never done this before. Oh, no, no, the, um, the, the Tangina goes, <laughs> you've never done this before, and the mom goes, neither have you, and then she doesn't even, like, change her face or her voice, she just goes, you're right, go for it, <laughs> you go, which is funny. It's iconic. Uh, she goes in, and then she's trying to get Carol Ann, and correct me, Nelson's right, like, Right, they set up a, por- a portal in right. the living room where the watches and the, the rings fell mm-hmm. before. They've thrown a rope through there so that there's, like... A rope that starts in Carol Ann's room and goes through the portal in the closet and ends in the living room. Right. Because they realize, wait, if this random hole in the ceiling is the booty hole of the house, the heart must must be... be be... 
<laughs> and girl, we find out it's definitely a booty. They're both booty holes, the, apparently. Yeah, we see a booty hole later <laughs> for sure. And they're like, so the entrance, whatever, must be through Caroline's closet. And they even like realize that the watches and shit that fell before, like there was a brooch that was like a hundred years old. There was a yeah. watch that was somewhat old. Um, and wasn't clearly theirs. from people who, who who are now dead. Thievery. Uh, so Joe Beth Williams goes in. Craig T. Nelson's pulling on the rope, and he's pulling on it too hard because he's freaking out. Right, because so- ca- the 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 medium starts going like, "Children, walk towards the light. <laughs> right. There is salvation in the light." Like. <laughs> And he's like, like it's very, it's a lot. You said the light was bad. A giant scary face appears in the closet door because Craig T. Nelson's pulling on it. Yeah, and he goes, rare. He goes, ow, don't do that. Ow, you pulled my eyelash off. And um, so Ryan and the other parapsychologist, whatever her name is, she they pull on the rope and they get um, Joe Beth Williams and Carol Ann out. They're covered in goobity gook. It's gross. They cover. It's they like throw jelly. them in the tub that, that they had prepared, and they're like covered in Jello. And Craig T. Nelson cleans them up, and then they're like, "Oh my god, we're fine. Everything's fine. Right. Everything's cured." The medium takes no her glasses wars. off, fixes her hair, looks in the camera truly, and goes, oh "This god. house is clean." Which. We should have known know, was a true. lie because yeah. nothing actually really happened. They just removed, uh, you know, a pimple. They didn't clean Ooh, the whole face. They didn't get Accutane. <gasps> they got proactive. Oh, um, yeah. Know? So <laughs> they, uh, we see like there's like a ten minute sequence here of them like of the it, like the movie like really slows down. You really, I always forget about this part because it you, really seems like this is the end of the movie. Yeah, the entire to- tone and changes. It, it feels like the end of the movie. They're yeah. like moving out. They're like having one last night in the house. It's like very slowed down. <sighs> so stupid. And Why then would you do that? the clown has his big moment. Oh, and yet, oh. every time I watched this, we had the same reaction. Like, do we miss the clown scene? Yeah. I always forget it's like way later in the movie. It's so much. Right, because it's. He does what he's. Uh, Robbie goes to put the uh, jacket over the clown like he's done before, but the jacket falls off, and then he hears the clown fall on the ground, and like he pops up out of bed, and the clown's not there in the chair anymore. And so he looks down, uh, like one side of the bed to look underneath. He's a little freaked out. He looks down the other side of the bed, pulls the sheets up. We, as the audience, we see a shot of, you know, we see him looking down. Pulling up the sheet and revealing that nothing is under his bed. And then when he go- lifts his body back up, the camera goes up with him. And the clown is behind him. And it looks evil. And it twists its arm around his neck. And I, I love all this. drags him. Drags him to the ground. And pulls him under the bed. Which is horrific. And uh, the closet then opens up, right? Oh, no, but they don't get sucked in this time. Because Joe Beth Williams no, gra- she, is able to grab right. them. Oh, no, because this is when she's getting attacked in her room. This is when we see the booty which hole. Which is scary. And then we see a booty hole in the closet. And Joe Beth is like, hey, just grab my hands. We're going to get out of here. Oh, my God. We forgot the whole fucking moment when she goes in the pool. He's mad What's about it. Oh, cat. No, because she gets... It's oh, when right, they're still right, locked right, in the right, room. Because right, she's right, like, right, somebody right, help! You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Um, Anyone? I don't really know how the mom ends up in the pool. Because she's run, she is trying to literally go out the front door, and she keeps, she gets like shocked, not like <laughs> surprised, but she gets like electrocuted or something, and so she somehow makes it out the back door of the house, and she's running, and she's like by the fence, and she's screaming out to the neighbors, like somebody help me, somebody help me, and so she's near the pool, and I guess like in her like concern and worry and not thinking, she like got too close, and then she falls at the shallow end, then rolls down to the deep end. And that's when uh, the bodies pop up and say hi and ask where the fuck their watch went. They really do start popping up, like, with a hey! vengeance here. I love it. And they start bobbing in the water. 
she can't get out. It's too muddy and it's raining, which is horrific. She's not wearing pants, so it makes it even more scary and more vulnerable, um, especially the scene earlier when she's getting thrown around. Because the ghost or the spirit does like kind of lift her shirt up for a second. Yeah, she's in the bed. She's on the bed. It's really it is a weirdly sexual moment. Don't like it. Yeah, I mean I guess it's effective though. So the scene in the swimming pool, the skeletons Mm -hmm. were real skeletons. Yeah, so all of them were. Yes. Uh, Apparently, it is uh, it is way cheaper to get real bones than to have rubber skeletons made. Which I'm like, you're a multi-million dollar studio film. Like, this is when you don't cut corners so your actors aren't swimming around with co- corpses, you know? Yeah, there, she's literally in water with a decaying body. I mean, that can't be sanitary, um, amongst I mean, other they, things. They were, like, from, like, a medical facility. So they were, like, bleached and cleaned bones. It wasn't like they were, like... Oh, okay. It was, like, like bodies into science, I assume. Oh, I see. Okay. So did they add stuff to make it look like... Yes, they did. They, like, dressed the bones. <sighs> But I mean, like, I mean, they put clothes on it, but they put, like... But, yeah, I mean, the dress, they, like, distressed it and, oh, like, I yeah, see. added, yeah. like, makeup, essentially. Yeah. So <laughs> to make it look, like, brown and decomposing. So that's even more fucked up. It's not necessary. And, like, it's really also what people, I think, tie into, like, the idea that this movie is cursed. Right, right, right. Which I want to mention real fast. I don't really... Please. I, I think it's actually a little bit exploitive to, like, say there's a curse on this movie because, um... First of all, not to be like only, but only two people died. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was uh, Dominique Dunn, who plays the uh, daughter Dana in the film. Mm-hmm. She died the year this came out, like after it came really? out, but that same year. Um, oh. Her boyfriend strangled her uh, to death, which is obviously upsetting. Are you fucking um, kidding me? Nope. And then Carol Ann, Heather mm-hmm. O'Rourke, the actress mm-hmm. Heather O'Rourke, died in 1988. She had like an, uh, some sort of... Uh, bowel obstruction i think but she died so she's in all three of them there's three poltergeist movies and she mm. died on february 1st 88 which is before the third one was released so i imagine that is dedicated to her yeah but like that's just like two shitty things like tragedies that happen like the movie's not cursed guys yeah <laughs> like, i thought i was so much more i remember hearing about it when i was younger and i was like i, That's I remember thinking it was like a cursed movie also because like same with like the exorcist like a very similar vibe but yeah no it's just like two shitty things that happen like it happens you know, like... Just shitty, really shitty yeah. circumstances. Mm-hmm. <gasps> uh, anyway, though, uh, so uh, the mom goes up to the bedroom. She sees this very cool, like, puppet creature outside of the door. Remember this? Oh, and she's like, stay away from my babies! Yeah. Oh, yeah, that thing. It's like a beastie, it's leggy awesome. thing. I thought he meant literally a puppet. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's like made up a puppet. He's got really crazy long arms. He's got like a scary mouth. I met somebody who had a tattoo of this once. Wait, really? Yep. It's a, it was their favorite movie. Uh, so anyway, we see the closet becomes a booty, booty hole. Like we said, it's very uh, like <laughs> intestinal. They get out of the the room. They mm-hmm. actually pulls them out. The dad shows up and so does the guy who's his boss. And, right. He um, was in town for some reason. He starts yelling because he sees all the bodies popping up, I guess. <laughs> when he goes to get his great. family, he yells at the guy. He's like, You moved the. You've left the bodies and you only moved the headstones. It's, and then he repeats, You moved the headstones three times yeah. and gets angrier with each time. That's great. So the idea is like to cut costs again. Mm-hmm. They, rather than exhuming the bodies, reburying them, all that stuff, they just took the headstones and went, Eh, we'll move this over here. So Nobody they, will know. So then they literally did. This production team literally did what they're condoning. <laughs> They literally Actually, took a dead yep. body. Even if the to bo- cut corners. And I'm sure, yes, the body was donated to science. I don't think they were like, I'm donating it a to me. <laughs> which I'm sure people would want to do, but uh, that wasn't their yeah. final wishes. Yep. 
That's so funny. God damn it. Anyway. Um, and the house goes... Yeah, the house implodes. They go to a motel. And the last shot of the movie is the dad wheeling the TV out of the motel room mm-hmm. onto the balcony. The end. Got it? Because they're like, we they're don't like, want no more uh, of that. You've had enough TV, kids. You've had enough. And I've had enough. So that's Poltergeist. Any other thoughts or observations? I like it. I mm-hmm. um, The Spielbergian touch is fine and good. I just don't want to feel like... It feels like a family movie at times, which I guess it is technically. Um, and that, for me, is not personally a tone that I like. I, I don't need to, like, satiate that thirst as much as, like, different styles of, like, spoopy horror. But it, it's a good movie, and I enjoy watching it every time. It is a really weird tonal mix, because, yeah, yeah again, the first act is very, like, oh, ma ha 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 Yeah. And then even the ghost stuff is not, like... It's not that scary. I, I find some moments pretty, like, fun scary. Like, woo! Mm. Um, oh, oh, but, yeah, like, sure. it doesn't haunt me. No. Um, but I then think... there's moments like the guy ripping his face off where you're like, whoa! Yeah. Like, that and the clown part, I think, are, like, the wildest. Like, oh, that's actually... Well, I think when all the bodies are popping now, it's pretty, like, oh, it's very, time. like, fun house, like, kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, and she, like, her sliding into it, too. The mom. Yeah. she, like, climbs down and yeah. she slides in. It's a lot. I mean, Right, but it is very, it's like a, fa- it's a movie about like a family just trying to keep it together. <laughs> you know, we can't have yeah. it all. I like it. I enjoy it. She's a fun time. Do you, uh, have you seen the sequels? Do you like the sequels? I have not seen any of them. I don't know. I haven't heard much about them. I don't think they're super well regarded. I might be wrong, but they're not very, they're not really talked about as much for sure. Yeah. Oh, and then there was a moment, I just think it's a funny moment and very much of the times. Um, I think when shit starts really acting up, they send Robbie to go live, stay with his grandma, I guess. I think what's yes. like... They and put him so in a taxi. They put him in a cab alone. Bye. With the dog, but still. And I thought that was a really funny aged moment. Um, oh, and then of course the best part of the movie, so... Uh, uh, Dana, the 16-year-old do- uh, daughter, has been like staying at friends' houses this whole time because it's obviously a lot going on. So, it's the end of the movie, um, you know, they've gotten out of the pool, they've, they've, uh, you know, Carol Ann and Robbie and the mom have, like, you know, gotten out of there, and they're with Craig T. Nelson, and they're trying to get to the car so they can finally leave after, like, all these bodies are popping up in their house, and Dana pulls up in, like, her friend's car, and she sees the house, like, getting destroyed, and she just screams, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> She's really, she also is freaking out a lot in the oh scene God. before where Carol Ann's like, there's somebody here, and they're like, don't oh, go to yeah. the light. She's, she's like losing yeah. it, and that's yeah. when she's like, I'm gonna go. Honestly, the, oh, Rick's like, I can't stay here, I can't, I gotta go to Lisa's. That's right, I understand. I get it, though, it's a very accurate depiction of being 16, um, but I love that reaction of just, she just rolled up, <laughs> just... The timing was perfect. Uh, yeah, very convenient, because otherwise... Imagine, like, her, if her friend dropped her off, like, an hour later and was like, wait, there's no house. Uh, uh, I swear my house was here. My house was I just here. right here. <laughs> good time. Yeah, honestly. Good movie. So, it's fun. She's fun. I fuck so, with that it. That was Poltergeist. That, Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod, and you can listen to us with your ear holes on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Instagram at Hey Kira Hey. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd at CodyMonster91. You can follow Apple Pompeii. He does our music. He's on Instagram and Twitter and Spotify. You can follow Leah Patterson, who does our artwork um, at Atenda Vich on the Instagram. 
A tender witch. Yes. <laughs> For those who don't know a German accent. Happy Halloween season. Send us your stories. Oh, tag please, us some shit. We please. love, love, love seeing it. We love to see it. Seriously, if you tag us in any of your stories of a movie that you are watching that is a horror movie, we may repost it. So, I don't know. If you're into that. Bye! And we, we want to read your ghost story, oh. so send it to me. Send it to me, not Cody. Bye! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>